When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You know something is wrong, and it's time to stand up. You are listening to the John Aid Show. Trust no one. Trust no one. Trust no one. You found it. You're here. You're headlong down the runaway train that is the Anomic Age, and I am your host. John Age, happy to be back with you once again in my favorite time. The wee hours of the AM, we're sitting at 3.34 Eastern Standard Time. I'll be your tour guide this evening as we take a somewhat satirical journey down the path of murder, destruction, and the extermination of human life on this planet. A forced march into obsolescence thrust upon us by a global satanic death cult of pedophiles. So there you are, and here I am. Happy 2023. I can't believe it. I'm going to try to keep things short this evening, but you know how that goes. Happy 2023, everyone. I can't believe I'm uttering those words. It seems quite uh, <clears throat> quite insane, doesn't it? Before we dive into the deep end of the pool, please check out anomicage.com. Share those links, friends, family, loved ones, and enemies. So much new stuff, or somewhat new stuff. I'm on Instagram now. I think I'm one day into Instagram, so uh, if you're so inclined, you can find me there at Anomic Age. I'm on Twitter once again. I cannot believe it. I guess I'm happy to be back. I'm not really sure. But I'm on Twitter nonetheless, so you can find me there at Anomic Age as well. The usual suspects, all those ducks are in a row for you at the top of anomicage.com. I've updated all of it. All the social media links can be found there. YouTube, Brighton, Facebook, BitChute, Odyssey, Rumble. What are we? Uh, I was gonna say Tumblr, but no, not not on not on Tumblr. But I I am on Instagram, Twitter, and anything I'm leaving out. Telegram. I'm on Telegram. That's what I was trying to say a moment ago. Nevertheless, all those are there for you. If you'd like to, please like all the likes, subscribe to all the subscriptions. Just sent out the second of what I hope to be a, at the very least, monthly newsletter updating everyone on the uh, the happenings of the show. The important stuff for me, if you like this, if you want to help me out at all, aside from the free stuff like liking all the likes, subscribing to all the subscriptions, the best thing that you can do is become a patron 
or give me a PayPal donation or a lightning donation. They're all available at anomicage.com, paypal.me forward slash anomicage, patreon.com forward slash anomicage as well. We got the iPhone app, the Android app. You can hit the notifications and get all that. And um, subscribe by email. I can't recommend that enough. I think that is the most stable of all the ways to get updates from me. In case you missed it, I got another strike on YouTube. Yeah, just this morning, I guess. They gave me another strike on YouTube. So I'm sitting at two again. And I won't be streaming there live for quite some time. If you'd really like to see me streaming at at full strength on all the platforms, you can shoot me uh, some money, and I'll be happy to to uh, pay restream. What is it, twenty bucks a month, so I can stream on more than two things at one time? Yeah, that's along with all the the server space, the security, all that jazz. Just paid something new um, to the server platforms, but nevertheless, yeah, all that and so much more. You can help me out at in the new year. Make it your resolution. PayPal.me forward slash anomicage, Patreon.com forward slash anomicage as well. All right, let's get down to the nitty gritty. I got to mention this. I sort of forgot about this and I don't know how, but I don't think this is counting as a full five years because I've had several sicknesses here and there that took me out of the game for a couple of weeks here and there. But nevertheless, we're sitting at uh, uh, an anniversary of sorts. The very first Anomic Age ever. I'm looking at it off my website here. That was 12-12-2018. And the first show with a guest was 12-22-2018. With none other than Raptor Man. He was there for the uh, the first show with a guest and he was there for that one year anniversary. Just heard from him on New Year's Eve just a few hours ago. So shout out to Raptor Man. I know, man. I feel you. Things are bad for so many of us, and I can only pray that things shall get better. I don't have a lot of faith that they will get better. I think we are in for a lot of suffering, a lot of pain, and just a lot of... uh a lot of stuff. We'll just leave it at that to come. But uh, I hope I'm wrong. I really hope I am. <clears throat> it's tough for me every New Year's Eve. And I'm not one for sharing much. But uh, every New Year's Eve I think about it. And we're here at 23 years ago this evening. I lost someone very near and dear to me on New Year's Eve. In the year 2000. Just after that... Uh, after the the one yard line, I suppose, in the end zone of the year two thousand, so I can't help but be a bit solemn. I'm I'm like that. I'm I'm just that's me. <laughs> but I'm like that every uh, every holiday season, uh, specifically the the Christmases and the New Years. So we've made it through all that. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. We've made it through the Christmas ordeal, and we have now successfully navigated the troubled waters of New Year's Eve. I kept things especially low-key. I didn't want to get out and about in the filth. And it was much like Thanksgiving. It was it was much like Thanksgiving in no matter how much I try to escape the filth, 
the filth finds you. It just does, folks. So I was sitting there with the with my wife and child and just doing what I did as a kid, you know, sitting there with my family watching the the ball drop, except it wasn't Casey Kasem anymore. Some, uh, we'll just say other guy. I don't know what his name is. Is it the Seacrest guy? I think so. I don't even know. But anyway, we were watching whatever one of the main channels was. And as they flipped back and forth across the pond to and fro and here and yon, showing you all the time zones and so forth and so on. I'm I'm thinking this was in Louisiana, in New Orleans. (laughs) Speaking of New Orleans, shout out to badass Uncle Sam. I hope you are doing well down there, my friend. Anyway, they had some sort of transformer creature on there. I think it was RuPaul. I could be mistaken. But I swear I started to cut the whole mess off. Because, again, we're just sitting there trying to have a family moment ringing in the new year. And there's some sort of tranny character on there telling you about the new Sweet 16. And I think this is going to be on MTV, if I'm not mistaken. The Sweet 16 drag uh, what the heck did they call it? Drag event or something? I don't know, man. I'll, I'll try to look this up. Sweet 16 Drag Show. Is that it? Drag Race. That's it. Drag Race 2022. Is that it? This can't be right. <clears throat> I think Drag Race was the right thing, though, if I'm not mistaken. I don't know. Drag Show or whatever the heck it was. MTV. Yeah, what the heck? Yeah, yeah, this is this filth. Yeah, that's it. <clears throat> so it's a new one, though. It's a Sweet 16 2022. There we go. Oh, yeah, that's it. That's what we need to check out. I should have uh, put the pictures up. I'm trying to look at this filth for you. Yeah, yeah that's it. That's it. Anyway... So that's uh that's what's up. Meet the super sweet sixteen, new queens of RuPaul's Drag Race season fifteen. Season fifteen, folks. Whoo man, that ain't enough to make your stomach turn in the new year. Good grief. So there's that. You know, luckily that wasn't on long, so we managed to go outside, do some sparklers, say Happy New Year, and call it a night. But. Anyway, I'm just saying that to say this. There is no escaping the filth. That's why I have such low expectations for 2023. Because you can change the date, but you can't change the stuff. Yeah, that rose by any other name is is still... Uh, we're not talking about a rose here, folks. We're talking about something else. We're talking about something else that the New World Order, the global satanic death cult that I aforementioned, has been rubbing our noses in. Quite aptly for quite some time. So I see things just progressing on par and not a heck of a lot changing, at least for the better, for sure. We saw a couple deaths in the last 48 hours. We lost uh, Pope Benedict. Um, I don't know what to say about that one. And Barbara Wawa, no longer with us as well. Don't know what to say about that one either. (laughs) So... I mean, morbidly or not, that's kind of my favorite part of the New Year's Eve celebrations always is just looking at that sort of highlight reel of all the people that are no longer with us. 
I know it's morose. I know it's a bit macabre, but um, it's always sort of sort of fascinating and and sad at the same time. I don't. It's just it strikes me every New Year's Eve just the death. I know, I know it's dark, and I think we're going to see unprecedented death as the uh, the clock continues to tick with all those unfortunate souls that bought into the lie and took. Uh, took their medicine okay i think we're gonna see a whole lot more that's really what's up i don't have an agenda i don't have a script i don't have any notes for this show i was just sort of trying to keep it light and keep it brief and we're at 13 minutes 17 seconds so i'm doing a pretty good job and i'm probably gonna do a separate show on this But I think, folks, you've got to embrace the darkness to a certain degree. And I'm not suggesting we all uh, turn into Robert Smith of The Cure, start cutting our wrists and, and wearing black and eyeliner and makeup or anything. I'm just saying I think there is something to the darkness that uh, you've got to have that duality. You've got to have the darkness and you've got to have the light. And I think what we're going to need in this new year is a lot of people being that light in the dark. You know, I was listening to Dio just the other day, like a rainbow in the dark. <laughs> and I think we're all going to have to be that light in the dark. <clears throat> but I think first and foremost, we we at least in some degree have to embrace the darkness. We have to soak it in. And understand it. It'll trust but verify from Reagan. Yeah, we got to trust that it is darkness. We got to delve into it a little bit and uh, verify the darkness. Because I think so many of us are living in that normalcy bias There, that we, I'll say collectively, are living that cognitive dissonance, and it does us no good. It does us no good to whistle past the graveyard and say, it's going to be so much better, it's all going to work out, pat everybody on the head and put them to bed uh, with visions of sugar plums dancing in their heads. I think that's a lot of hooey, and I think we have to embrace and even just just soak it in, bathe in the darkness for a minute and understand it, realize it for what it is, reconcile what it took to get us here. And then I think only through that, through that proper understanding of the consequences of our inaction that have led us to this precipice, I think through that darkness we can begin to understand the quandary that we are in. And I think through that, we've got to use that darkness and let it fuel us to right the ship, to be the light in the darkness, to try. I don't think we can do it for a moment, but I think we have to try to get ourselves out of the quicksand-laden bear trap that we are standing about neck deep in right now. I think that's the only hope here, folks. I mean, aside from the obvious, we've always... <clears throat> the obvious is we've got to find the Lord. We've got to try to stop being sinners, of which we all are. I am I am the as much a sinner as everybody else is, folks. I'm 
not on any pedestal, not on a high horse. I'm not. A, I'm nothing special. I'm just a guy with a camera and a microphone, folks. That's it. <clears throat> no special powers. No no godly grace has been specifically bestowed upon me. I am a sinner through and through, as we all are. And I think we've got to reconcile that we have put ourselves here. Our inaction, our distance from the Lord, our distance from the light has led us through and down this path of darkness. And I think we individually have to stand up. We can look for solace and look for the safety in the collective. We can look for our our pride of lions, our <clears throat> perhaps more adequately our our troop of baboons. I think that's a bit more adequate <clears throat> or apt for this descriptor. We can look for that safety, but I think I think in all honesty, we have to distance ourselves from the group. We have to distance ourselves from the weakness, Old Earth Christ's song, the weakness that surrounds is the evil that I forsake. So I think there's a lot to be said in finding like-minded people, getting that that pat on the back and, and realizing that we aren't alone in the fight and... <clears throat> All those kind uh, visions of sugar plums dancing our heads. That's nice. That's that's cute. But I think we got to spend some time with the self. With ourselves. We got to distance ourselves from others. We got to turn off all the mess. We got to sit quietly. And wait and listen for that still. Quiet voice inside of us. Because I think that voice, and you know what I'm talking about, the voice of God, the voice of the Lord, Yahweh, Jesus, whatever special word that we can even use now. I mean, that's a that's a whole other jag that just <clears throat> irks me to the core. You know, every word that you ever knew God by is not the right word. It's really this other word. It's all been blasphemed and wrong and inverted and satanic crosses. Every holiday is satanic. Every word is satanic from the Bible, unless it's this specific version. Every uh, name or nomenclature that you may call the most high is all wrong, bad, and fouled. I'm so sick of it, folks. I'm just so bleeping sick of it. So whatever fits your... I'm going to try to be nice. (laughs) Whatever fits your specific special word for whatever it is that's in the Bible, that's apparently not Jesus, not God, it's something else, whatever. Yeah, whatever that is, whatever you deem it to be, that's the still small voice, folks. So we got to shut down the bull, shut down the echoes, the nonsense, the, the echo chamber of, you're right, you're doing a great job. Shut all that bleep down. Spend some time alone in the quiet with yourself. With yourself. That's right. Don't wait for the right word from Steve, your buddy, your mom, your girlfriend, your wife, or your whatever. Don't wait for that. Shut it all the bleep down and listen for the voice. Listen. Shut it all down. Read the Bible if you can. If you can find the special right version. 
and pray. Is that still allowed for all those uh, folks out there that's saying this is the wrong holiday and this is bad and this is – I'm so sick of the pharisaical bull folks. I'm so, so, so sick of it. So if it's proper to even pray, is that is that okay with everybody? Can we pray now? What's a specific prayer methodology that you're supposed to use? Because I know there's only one special one that you can use, right? No, you can't just speak to the Lord and talk to him and try to get insight and pray in that way. No, no, no. You've got to do it in a specific way that is appropriate and and that all the pharisaical legalists out there will pat you on the head for. Whatever that specific way is, when you find it, email me, john, at anomicage.com, so then we can all be in on the gag, right? Yeah. Anyway. We got to shut it down, folks, and we got to listen to the voice of whatever you want to call the Most High. And I think that's where we're going to going to get our solace. That's where we're going to get the strength to get through what's coming. Because the last few years have been nothing short of a bear. We'll just keep it nice, and I think the coming years are going to be an even bigger bear. So we got to step up, stand up, alone. I know with the Lord you're never alone, folks. I'm speaking of the earthly realm. Can we even say earth anymore? Is that not right either? The realm that we're in right now as human beings. We've got to stand apart, set ourselves apart. And find that strength. And I'm going to speak specifically to the men folk here. I'm going to I'm going to get real deeper and darker perhaps. Can I do that? I'm not sure which one of these I have queued up first. <clears throat> I'm pretty sure I've got the wrong one queued up first. So uh let me just give you this this little video segment and then we'll move into something else specific to the men folk. But I think what I'm about to show you here Echoes what I've been saying. I think there was an old Twilight episode <clears throat> that was that was hinting on. I'll paraphrase something to the effect that uh, what we're seeing in the old world is no is no different. Uh, excuse me, if what we're seeing here in the new world is no different than the old world. It's just a continuation of the same, and that's what we're going to see in 2023, juxtaposed to 2022. Just as nothing new in the new world. From the old, nothing new under the sun. We're going to see a continuation of the same tyranny. Just a different date. I used to always say pessimistically that nothing changes but the date. And I'll stand by that quote once again. I think I said that when I was probably in my early teens. Nothing changes but the date. It's all the same bull. It's all the same mess. And nothing changes but the date. It's quite evident, it should be self-evident to you all at this juncture, that they want you dead. And I'll be real with you, man. After seeing some of that New Year's Eve mess, it's hard not to side with the New World Order and say, yeah, we need a big old culling. We need a, a culling like we haven't seen in a while. But I'm not going to suggest that. I'm not going to call down the fire on on my fellow humans like that because uh as the 
trajectory continues, I feel fairly confident that the same person who has brought that judgment on Sodom and Gomorrah, that brought that judgment on the contamination of the bloodlines in Genesis 6, that same person that I don't even know what the right word is for all the legalists and pharisaicals out there, but I think we all know what I'm saying. I think it's pretty clear. But they want you dead. Here's another snippet. We cannot hide away from human population growth because, you know, it underlies so many of the other problems. All these things we talk about wouldn't be a problem if there, were, if there was the size of population that there was 500 years ago. There you go, folks. That's everybody's favorite darling, the primatologist. Oh, my goodness, I can't tell you how they kissed the ring of her in Anthropology Land. Oh, yeah, in Anthropology Land, it's, of course, Franz Boas. It's, uh, it's Darwin, Margaret Mead, of course, Jane Goodall. And that's old Jane Goodall saying we need a, a whole lot of death going on, you see. We need a whole lot of death in order for the world to be able to pull through. And the the irony is, folks, it's so silly. My nose is doing that itching thing again. I could sure use a doctor, right? I could probably use some nose surgery. But nevertheless, it's so hilarious because the same people that are always going to push this old earth, the earth is is billions of years old, and or is it millions and the universe is billions? I can't recall. What have you. It's so old, it's been here for so long, it's put up and dealt with so much. But the humans are somehow, they want us to believe through their narrow lens of arrogance that us mere mortals are going to foul up the earth beyond repair, right? I mean, we've been through, what, five, I believe, Maybe five, maybe six. I believe five. It's kind of a debate on the last one there. Five major ice ages. Uh, we've assuredly gone through a big flood. Um, calamity after calamity. Extinction after extinction. But somehow us mere mortals, thus humans, yeah, we're the problem, Jane. And we're just going to have to go back to an earlier time when there weren't as many humans. We're going to have to do some killing, right? And I wish that all these people that are that are so pro-death for everyone else would uh, would just take their own medicine, right? I mean, Kevorkian had a great setup, didn't he? And now they've even gotten a whole little chamber you can buy in Canada. You can probably buy it here by now. And you can just get in it and I guess just sit there and die and maybe they'll shoot you off into outer space like in the Superman movie. I don't know. The real Superman movie, not this bollocks from the last five, ten years. So that's the deal, folks. They want you dead. I mean, that's, that's as plain as I can say it. And we're going to have to step up individually to make any sort of even pretend dent in things. Because if we keep looking over our shoulder waiting for someone else, we're going to be waiting for a long time. I want to speak to the men folk on this one. And this has been self-evident for a long time as well, but Paul Joseph Watson posted this a couple of days ago. I'm going to throw this up on the screen for him. 
Let me see if I can I can rectify this because you're not gonna see the whole thing, are you? Here, let me just shrink it down for you. Oh, like goodness, that's not it. Let me shrink it down for you a little bit. There we go. We get it now. There we go. All right. Chronically immature millennials are keeping the toy industry afloat. Well, that's a fact, folks. That's a fact. And let's uh, zoom in a little. Got to get a little PJW here, right? Paul Joseph Watson, adults buying toys for themselves are now responsible for a whopping one quarter of toy sales in the United States, emphasizing how permanent adolescence is becoming increasingly common. And I've touched on this a lot. I've touched on this many times. Whenever we live in a certain era, it's hard for us to understand and comprehend previous. I believe anthropologists look at this as historical particularism, looking at things in their own historical time, don't you know? So it's hard for us to really understand that only probably about 100 years ago, there wasn't adolescence. There wasn't this, uh, as he put it, increasingly common adolescence, this prolonged adolescence. I mean, it didn't really become a thing until the 1950s, to be honest with you. That's when you began to see popular culture becoming popular culture. That's when you saw all those things coming into fruition promulgated by Edward Bernays. You began to see music, uh, the television, the movies, all coming in to form the popular culture of the day. They formed it all right, like you might form something out of clay. They used all these systems to mold the popular culture. So that's when we saw the the booming uh, rock and roll in the 1950s. You saw this hysteria for Elvis. You saw a few years later in the 60s the hysteria for the Beatles, the British invasion, and then you saw us sliding into Vietnam, and you you began to see the rise of a true counterculture. All these things very well constructed and made. So that's when adolescence really began. And now we're seeing a time when it's not just adolescence in the teenage years. In the last 20 years, we've seen this prolongment of adolescence. That's where you get this this silly uh, caricature of of 30, 40-year-olds living in their parents' basement, sitting around smoking weed and playing stupid video games. I mean, video games is another element of this. And I've I've looked at this with my own daughter because we don't do that stupid stuff <laughs> in this house. We just don't. It's dumb. It, it was cute to play Nintendo when I was a teenager, and then it you know, when, when you're a child, you do childish things, and as you begin to become an an adult, a man, or a woman, you put down those childish things and you embrace your new role in life. I mean, I've touched on this so many times. I'm probably going to do a whole show on this, so I'll just I'll keep it brief. But that is the problem, folks. And men, I'm talking to you. It's a new year. It's a new day. And we have to look at it as, as a challenge that should be conquered. Not other people, but ourselves. 
Got to look inside. You got to dig deep. You got to look for solace where it should be found in the word, in self, in prayer, meditation, if you will, just contemplation, taking things seriously in the real world. We've got to do that this year, folks. If you've ever done it, if you've never done it, now's the time. You've got to embrace the masculine, embrace the masculinity that you have. If you don't have any, let's start finding it. Best way to find it is to distance yourself from weakness. I've said this many times to family and others alike. Identify scum where you find it and distance yourself from it. You don't have to be a jerk. You don't have to call people out. You don't have to talk down to people, name call, or any of that mess. Identify the weakness. Identify the things that are antithetical to Christ. Identify the things around you that are bringing you down and making your life worse. And rectify those things. Begin now. It's the first day of a new year. Distance yourself from the scum, the filth, the weakness, the things that are destroying you. The time is now. The time has never been so important. I got one more I'll show you. This is from from Jason Whitlock. I love his show. I can't say enough about it. It's a great show. Jason Whitlock just tweeted a couple hours ago. I'm optimistic about 23. Men are frustrated and starting to push back. 23... Is the year of disruption. Let's go. I know Jason speaks a lot about masculinity on his show. He speaks about it through the black male lens. And he's got so many good points, so many great things he's covered on that show. I can't speak highly enough about him. And one thing I love about Mr. Jason Whitlock is he has acknowledged the things in his life that he has done wrong. He's done this openly on the air. He's done way more than I've done as far as just saying, here's the, here's the beans. I'm spilling them all out for you. Here I am. He's acknowledged the things that he's done wrong, and he's trying to rectify them. I won't tell you all the stuff. You can listen to his show and figure it out. But he's he's he has touched on them, folks. And that's what we have to do. That's what I was saying earlier about embracing the darkness in order to get to the light. Embracing the darkness so that you can be the light in the darkness. you got to figure out what that darkness is. Invert it. Turn it on its head. Stick that thing sideways. <laughs> and come out with the light. Use the dark to fuel you. Use the dark to be a gauge as to what you don't want to be anymore. Lay the bags down. Put that old you to rest. It's been killing you. Put it to rest. Bury it. Start leaning on the right things for strength. You know what they are. I've mentioned them so many times in this show. Lean on the book. Lean on the word. Lean on solitude. And take solace in the prayer. Listen for the voice. Not the voice of friends, family, loved ones, or enemies. Friends and the like. They're more than likely 
than anyone to tell you what you want to hear. It's all right to be 500 pounds and 5'3". It's no big deal. Hey, you don't have to start that diet today, do you? Have another drink. Oh, yeah, you don't have to stop doing drugs right now. Hey, I'll roll you one. It's fine. It's no big deal. Oh, we don't have to stop going to the strip club tonight. We can stop next weekend. Oh, we don't have to stop this indiscretion this evening now, do we? We could just keep putting it off. Stop putting it off, folks. Stop putting it off. We don't have time to stop putting it off. We got to grab the bull by the horns. Take things now. Focus on you. Don't focus on the distractions around you. Don't try to help those people that can't be helped. They're gone. Focus on you. Focus on you. And through that, then you can fix your family, your children, what have you. But you can't do that if you're fouled. You can't tell them to stop smoking if you're smoking. You can't tell them to stop cursing and raising bleep if you're doing that. If your temper's getting the best of you, that's me. Understand, you either control it or it controls you. Letting anger get the best of you, which is easy to do in the world we live in. Don't let it get the best of you. That's the evil controlling you. Don't let it happen. I'm going to stop talking, folks. Happy 2023. You can't do everything, but you can do something. Be safe out there. Remember anomicage.com, paypal.me forward slash anomicage, patreon.com forward slash anomicage as well. <laughs> I'll be seeing you sooner or later. Thank you so much for the, the kind words this month. Thank you so much for listening at Record Listens this month. Thank you all for everything, everything that you've been doing since 2018. Thank you. God be with you. Be safe out there. I'll see you sooner than later. Thank you for listening to The Anomic Age, a John Age project. For past shows, further info, and to comment, go to anomicage.com. That's A-N-O-M-I-C-A-G-E dot com. Till next time, thank you for listening to The Anomic Age. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.